Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the ExtraCast. Sad Sack Studios presents the ExtraCast, an Outcast after show. Hello, I'm Father Daniel. Uh, Father Nathan, are you there? I am here, and I have brought with me uh, the Altar Boy. Altar Boy, say hello to the audience. Well, hello, gentlemen. Hmm. And, And audience, I guess, more importantly, audience. Exactly. Thank you, Altar Boy. Uh, you can put the tape back over your mouth now. Ah, okay. But keep your pants down like I like it. Father, this is highly inappropriate. I, Father Daniel, this is highly inappropriate. We have started off of getting very graphic, and I do apologize. Where are, are my manners? Sinner. You are a sinner, and I will not listen to any more of this. Enter. Get back down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Did I say tonight, stop? Tonight, Father Daniel, we are... Uh, taking a look at the fourth episode of of Outcast, uh, it is called "A Wrath Unseen." Mm, that does sound scary. Anybody have any ideas what this uh, what this title may be referring to? Having watched the episode, oh, did you guys already watch it? I heard the title and could not make it through. Too scared. <laughs> You're too scared. <laughs> wait now, wait now. Are you from Boston? It's possible. What's happening over there? What is happening to your southern accent? Are you are you even from the south, Alter Boy? Well, no, I'm I'm actually from the north, oh. pretty, pretty far north. You a goddamn Yankee, huh? I, I'm a Canadian Yankee. You kiss God with that mouth? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we're here to talk some outcasts. Oh, thank God, we're done with that. Whew. I think we might slip back in and out of it uh, here and there, but. Slip in and out of what? Yeah. I don't understand what you're talking about, boy. <laughs> For those of you that made it through the terrible accents and child molestation references, welcome to the Exercast. It is fun to talk in accents. Uh, indeed. Indeed. Um, so, yeah, seriously, though, Wrath Unseen. What do we got here? What, what, what does Wrath Unseen even mean? Or shall we just revisit this at the end of the episode? I don't know. Maybe it's because we're not seeing really anything. Well, that, it's unseen. That, that suddenly the show has turned into, like... There's a lot of focus on this rapey character that's been bothering the sister. I have a question. I have a question about Donnie. Permitted. Donnie. Is he there to sell tires? Oh, he's there to sell tires. He he's keep, uh, he's there to sell some rubber. He keeps saying that he's there to sell tires. I don't know. I don't know if he's there to sell tires or not. He does seem like he's he's out and about to do things. At first, it seemed like his main reason for being there was her. Because she snuck in, saw the stuff on the Facebook there, on his laptop. But now it does actually seem like he's doing something. Oh, he's so maybe he, he is there to sell tires. Yeah, he's condu- well, he's conducting some sort of business. He's got new business and old business, doesn't he? Do we think that he may be, he might be conducting business with Sydney, a.k.a. Data? Uh, no, because Kyle had a fight with Donnie and did not hurt him when he touched him so there is no demonic connection to donnie i don't believe yeah he's the only person on the show that's just an evil person right but the priest does mention that not everyone needs to be possessed to commit evil he could be just like a minion or a a go-between or just a sinner just a person just a person that sins right easily manipulated by someone who is actually possessed or (laughs) is not possessed maybe just an actual demon we don't really know what sydney is yet Okay. Oh, Sydney. Well, yeah. Let's talk. Sid- let's Sydney's talk about Sydney. the devil. Sydney's showing up at the funeral here. 
what's uh, what's up with that? Yeah, arriving late and leaving early. Hmm. Yeah, he just came to put the fear of the devil in the boys. Right? He throws off the priest for sure. Reverend Anderson is like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> well, Norville's funeral is happening, and it's just the the Reverend's maintenance man slash grave digger. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, and yeah, Kyle Barnes and the Reverend, and then yeah, Sydney shows up and has intimate information about Norville's life and uh, just kind of comes in and out really fast and introduces himself and yeah, comes across as probably Satan. <laughs> right. Well, it, it wouldn't have seemed so sinister if he had just showed up and been like, hey, I was an old friend. I heard the bad news. I just wanted to come by and say my condolences. And then take back off again. Probably they would have just been like, huh, that was strange. Didn't know he knew anybody else. Oh, well, back to business. But instead, he like pat, creepily pats the top of the coffin and then says he has to go and attend to the rest of his like funeral affairs or death affairs. Like all of a sudden he opens up all these questions like, what are you as accountant? What kind of friend are you? What do you mean other things you need to take care of? We've taken care of everything. He's the lawyer, Sydney. Only Sydney. Everyone else gives their full name. Yeah, he's like a Madonna or a Cher. Just yeah. Say. Now, Nathan, where do we go from here? Well, after the um, after the funeral scene, we are getting into the Reverend and uh, and his his hottest his serial killer collection, <laughs> his trophies, <laughs> his, <laughs> his tokens. Yeah, his tokens from his exorcisms. Yes, but he's uh, he's he's rubbing rubbing shoulders with. Uh, with one of his uh, one of his ladies, one of, his, one of one, his harem, his harem, <laughs> yeah, his like desperate divorcee little harem, yeah. yeah Ooh, that's that's good. that is a good position to be in, like a, a handsome reverend in a small town, big fish little pond, and he and this lady is corked to go too because he brings up that his ex wife didn't really appreciate his little tokens, and she was like, I don't give a fuck what your ex wife thinks. Mm-hmm. You know what she does give a fuck about? Yeah, did your ex wife do this? And then she just presents herself fully naked and spread eagle. i'm i'm here to fuck reverend (laughs) reverend i need you to make a woman out of me father daniel do you um do you talk to god with that mouth yeah he does i like when i like when he says that i almost said that in a southern accent i like when he says that because that's not how that goes it goes you kiss your mother with that mouth so he said you should have said do you kiss god with that mouth which would have made it very more interesting (laughs) it's more intimate Wow. Okay, and then it's date night. A date night. My favorite night. Well, date night with the sister and Officer Holter. Holters. We're going to call it date night with the Holters. Mm-hmm. And Donnie enters yeah. with guys in tow. Now, Our are favorite. these are these tire purchasers? Oh, I, I didn't actually see him enter the, the restaurant. He enters in the background near the bar with three guys in tow. And she sees him before he comes over. Yeah. Right. Were any of them Sydney? No, no, no. They look like guys that might um, either also sell tires or might be buying tires or also rapists, also like serial rapists. Oh, yeah. you think they look like it's just like, like a gaggle of rapists, like like a like the uh, like they just walk around town and like try to find the next four, person. Four players on offense who who gangbang. They're like have the challenge. How many people can we? Go they're, out and they call themselves the bang, the bang gang, the bank gang. <laughs> yeah, the bang gang. And they're yeah, they're like they were all four of them kicked out of their frat for being even too rapey for them. And now <laughs> they've ganged up and they have the, and they just run the sales team at this uh, tire franchise, the rubber company. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he introduced himself all smiles. 
you know. Megan and I go way back, and oh, so you're uh, where, where's where's your horse? You're, you know, Megan always said someone was gonna ride in and take her away. From- Mark's an idiot. Yeah, like he doesn't notice that she's the most uncomfortable human being in this whole little conversation. It's like he ignores her face the whole time while talking to Rapey. Yeah, she's petrified. Don- yeah. Yeah, she looks so uncomfortable. Yeah, he doesn't read her very well, but he's also kind of a dumb... He is kind of a dum-dum. Yeah, he makes he makes poor decisions, as we're going to find out very soon. Um, moving on, we're going to a social event with, uh, with the chief. The chief and one of his cracker friends. Right. Yeah. Yes. He's nope. got suspicions yeah. about his cracker friend. Yeah, that so. wi- the wife was quite racist and referred to their friends as crackers. Yeah, he had to correct his wife as he was leaving. He was like, "Okay, okay, I you know I get it. We're a, we're a black couple and we have that right, but uh, they are friends of ours." <laughs> you mean members of the community? Yeah, right. That I serve and protect as the chief. Ka, woman. Jesus, don't say that out loud. Let go. Jeez, <laughs> um, Christ. Yeah. So this. Uh, this this uh, interaction sheds some light on a certain something. Uh, in turn, what am I referring to? Sorry, Alter Boy. Sheds some light. Well, we get to find out what's going on with the watch. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. He gives him his watch back, and I thought it was just Chief Giles's watch, but it's not. It's his, his cracker friend's watch. Yeah, it was the watch that 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 uh, Holter had, had originally picked up at that little crime scene shitty trailer thing out in the woods. It's- CSI shack. Right. We were all very concerned why uh, the Chief Giles was taking all this evidence that had been collected by Holter and and putting it to the side like it didn't mean anything. Get back to work and quit fucking around with this nonsense. And now we see he was doing this deliberately on purpose as we thought he was, but not for the reason that we thought he was. He's not connected uh, to the evil, we don't think, at this point. We're just... uh, kind of following along wondering what what is he doing he's giving this watch back and this is his friend okay so what's this connection and then right you think he's in on it for a second like hey dumb dumb i found your watch you left behind but then after he gives it to him he sort of interrogates him a little bit to sort of feel out like hey what the fuck was your watch doing around this crime scene and we learn that the sheriff is probably ultimately a good guy right because he wants to reopen the case mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, except we- well, we'll get to that also. Yeah, we learn that a bit later. That's that's jumping ahead quite significantly. Well, just tying together events that are correlated. Yeah, we'll, we'll get also to get to that. How dumb people are in this show, like every person. Well, uh, Alter Boy, I don't think that's very nice to just call people dumb all okay. the time. Yeah, do you like it when we call you dummy? Yeah, do you like it when we call you dummy? Well, it depends on how hard you're hitting me. <laughs> are you listening, dummy? <laughs> I will I will hit you in a minute if you don't get yourself in order. I will I, slap that accent out of your face. <laughs> I will jump in my safe safe box. <laughs> jump. We will shove you in your box. <laughs> we will push you down into it and close the goddamn lid. Thank you very much. That was really close. I felt like you were struggling to say door and not say door. <laughs> I'm sorry. Say what? We will slam that goddamn lid. go go fuck yourself okay so what we're doing right now um father daniel is we are watching kyle get the shit kicked out of him by donnie right donnie decides to show up at a bar 
that Kyle be drinking upon and just stir the pot a little, just start some shit, right? Says so something, says something Kyle offensive. Kyle saw him and he saw red. He saw red, protect my sister red. Boom, time to fight. Right, yeah, he lurches for his throat, knocks down some tables, they both get kicked out. And then we see outside that even though Kyle is passionate, uh, Donnie is the stronger of the two and just keeps beating him to the ground until he doesn't get up anymore and then leaves. Can we do a third-party observer check here? Right, Because okay. we're, on, we're on Kyle's side. Of course. But Donnie's a visitor to the town, really. Nobody knows who he is for the most part, possibly except for Megan and, and, and Kyle. So to a third-party observer, this is Kyle Barnes, fuck up, possibly, you know, beat his wife slash child, broken family, twisted weirdo, just starting a fight with a stranger right. in a bar. Yeah, he just lurches out, hits this tire, this poor tire salesman. <laughs> you see what I'm, you see what I'm getting at, though? From a third-party observer, this is like, oh, for fuck's sakes, Kyle fucking Barnes again. Yeah, you know that after the bartender threw them out, a bunch of people in the bar are like, why do we even let him in here? I what I'm wondering is why there wasn't uh, like everyone going out to watch the rest of the fight. That seems like a normal reaction at a bar when people start fighting. You're like, oh, what's going to happen? All oh, right, oh, it's the a beefy the beefy salesman versus the town fuck up. Come on, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, we follow this with a convo phone conversation between Megan and Kyle. Megan is in a what looks to appear to be a cheap dollar store type place buying containers. Silver? Random glasses. Oh, yeah, she, that's right. Yeah, she's buying glasses, yeah. Uggs and wine glasses and just random random glasses. And letting all, also letting Kyle know, like, hey, I understand that this rapist is in town, but I don't really want you to fuck with him and definitely don't let my husband find out. So is this a thing that Megan does? She just, when she's feeling stressed, she just goes to the dollar store and buys some glasses. Buys some glasses so she can slow-mo destroy them at two in the morning with a hammer mm -hmm. <laughs> i don't understand it's very strange i was like all right man that's kind of it's kind of brutal if you were trying to get good with a hammer i'm not sure how you get good with a hammer like that but if that's your weapon of choice that will do some damage i think she should probably end up with a bunch of cuts in the next episode she put on the safety glasses yeah she that, did yeah. but her arms and like face doesn't matter that glass should be going all over the place. All you need is goggles. I guess so. And then Kyle goes to have a little conversation with the Reverend in the graveyard. Why don't we listen in? Everybody wants something from you. Every misery they suffer, every dying grandma, every cheating husband, all gets dumped on me. Sometimes I just need a break. Don't we all? Come on, give me a hand. You track me down, so what can I do for you? Well, how's it you get your, uh, I don't know what you call them, cases, victims? Is it like you got a bat phone in the church or something? <laughs> Itching for some action, right? Well, people close to me get hurt. It's been going on a long time, and I think it might still be going on. I don't feel like sitting on my ass anymore. You weren't sitting on your ass last night. I heard you got knocked on it. Old business, that's got nothing to do with this. The hell it doesn't. You got a gift, son. I don't want to help you use it. But you also got a reputation. People got to be willing to let you in the door. You want to fight the devil, start by cleaning your fucking act up. <laughs> Talk to God with that mouth? Oh, he's... 
<laughs> so basically, yeah. So this is just an extension of what we're talking about. Kyle's got a reputation that third-party observer, chitter chatter all the way to the reverend. What the fuck are you doing? Clean your act up. You got a gift. You want to help? Yeah, and this and this will play directly into, I guess, this episode's demonic focus, which is this woman that the that Reverend Anderson had previously, or he allegedly exercised already who had been doing really well for a couple of years and now was like quickly deteriorating again and Kyle and him go and make a visit over to her house and Kyle and the old lady have a little interaction I was uh I was excited for this maybe yeah. I, I got more excited a little bit later on because I was like you know what Kyle's beat the shit out of a little kid <laughs> Kyle's beat the shit out of a chained killer now we're gonna get to see Kyle beat the shit out of an old lady Yes. Perfect. Next, it'll be like a puppy. Right? Yeah. (laughs) You got to find whatever the person is that can't take care of themselves. That's who we want to watch Kyle beat up. No, I was watching it with them. And the scene where they go charging back late at night later on in the the show. When when, when the priest shows up at Kyle's door saying, it was my pride that made me think that I had exercised the demons from this woman. We need to go back. And yes. They, they go charging back at like two in the morning. <laughs> yes. In intern or altar boys all. Oh boy, <laughs> gonna see a beating. Yeah. yeah, but we didn't. No. And what happens here in this scene um, currently is we find out from Kyle that the demon is still inside of her because she throws some demon-esque sass his way. Followed by a stumble, followed by a touch, followed by a burn. Mm-hmm. Oh, she recoils when he touches her, and then she puts on a nice... I-, I love when the demon goes into like, Oh no, this person is hurting me mode. It's so hilarious, because the priest comes in, and the and the, the daughter of the woman comes in, and she just uh, uh, beautifully has them escorted off the premises. And when they do return later, there's this resistance that ties directly into what we've been talking about this whole episode which is that when the daughter comes to the door she's like yeah yeah priest I heard what you did you just beat the shit out of my mom and starved her for days and now you're gonna bring this freako that beat up the town kid and his ex-wife I don't think so well I think yeah that's that's later right because at first she doesn't really register who Kyle is I think she learns about who he is after their first visit and she doesn't even like her mom anymore her mom's calling her daughter a whore yeah, well, it's usually what happens when you're a whore in the South. They're all whores. <laughs> yeah, no one really gets offended by that. <laughs> That's uh, standard. Uh, standard. Yeah, sometimes you like mistakenly say that when you're introducing your daughter. Like, this is my whore, Alicia. Uh, sorry, daughter Alicia. <laughs> so, um, with this old lady who's possessed, was she like she's in the church scenes before, right? Ah, uh, you'd have to go back and double check, but he says that she's in the front pew. Yeah, she should so, be there if we go back and look. She should be. And I love this actress. She's great. Yeah. Yeah, she's good at playing that, like, twisted little bitch. <laughs> Another good casting. And I do also want to take a minute, gentlemen, and say that I really appreciate um, uh, I really appreciate the direction of this episode. The camera work. I don't know if you guys noticed, but there's a lot of slow panning, a lot of zooming, mm-hmm. a lot of nice, delicate lighting. This is, I, I was i was impressed by this episode. I, I really enjoyed this episode. I, I could have had some more of the old woman. 
Like, I like when her and the Reverend just have a little conversation, the two of them, and she does a little, like, flash of her demon side just to let him know that he fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, there's that stuff. There's also the stuff, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm going to point it out as, as we go, but there's a lot of slow, panning, ominous zooming throughout this entire episode. Like, it's this episode has a bit of a, a darker tone in its direction and its camera work. Which means you can thank the director. Is this the only one that they've done? So far, it's been a different director for every episode, yeah. Yeah, which is a lot. Would you say that's kind of tough on the first season of a show? Because when you have different directors, you need them all to understand the sort of tone and skeleton. And I feel like that doesn't really happen until the second season. I but feel like that's common, that they constantly use different directors. And that's more the norm. I think that. No, it's, no that's definitely the norm. But I mean, do you think it like. Obsession with True Detective season one and Kerry Fukunagawa was, uh, was a unique experience. Right. I just mean it would be easier, like once a tone and format is established, then I feel like it's easier for different directors to come plug themselves in. Right now, I feel like they're sort of all on this fluid uh, sort of motion that will stabilize as we get towards the end of the season. I think that's the producer's responsibility, honestly. I'm going to just come right out and disagree with you because season one. Disagree with what? I haven't disagreed with any. I haven't made any sort of statement. (laughs) You said that you felt that it should be directed by the same director. I did not it. say that at all. Okay. Well, I'm going to point out that True Detective season one was directed by the by the same guy the whole first season, and the second season was not, and it was a total train wreck. That's great. So there you go. Your point has been completely uh, I muted. Did, I didn't even make that point. You invented a point for me and then argued against it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Uh, this is Kirkman, too. This is Walking Dead guy. This is, uh, I, I already just did a, a quick check, and the director of this episode did the Walking do Dead. some direction with The Walking Dead. So I imagine a lot of these directors are probably getting work because of their connection to The Walking Dead, probably. That's possible. I do miss some of the violence from Walking Dead that's absent in this show. I will admit that. It's tough. You can't, you know, it's not a zombie apocalypse. You just can't create that much violence if it's not there. I'm just, I'm, for this season, like, you know, I need one person's jaw torn off of their body. That's all, that's all I'm asking. Just one. Any, anything else, you know, up to you. Wow. Hopefully it's like a kid or an old lady, maybe a comatose person. <laughs> a comatose person. Oh, that's the next thing. No, it should. Oh, no. It should be a demon, like, ripping their own jaw. That would be sweet. Off, Right. Like yes. someone tells them to shut up and they look at them like, oh, you want me to shut up? And they just tear their jaw out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, yeah, and, and we'll settle this argument later about the uh, directors and stuff. <laughs> so, uh, Giles so, goes out to the uh, CSI shack. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he's, he's now investigating the shack. So this makes us think even more that he's on the right side of things. But he's pretending and, to go on a hunt and then investigating this shack. Yeah, he's lying to his wife. Right. His, his racist, racist wife. <laughs> and then uh, what does Megan and Mark Holter have for dinner, Alter Boy? Uh, oh, they got uh, f- Franks and Beans. Franks and Beans. <laughs> um, Franks and Beans. Yeah, they're they're apparently kind of hurting on that cop salary because if they have a date night, they have to have a week of Frank and Beans. That's one one out dinner equals seven days of Frank and Beans. What about, what about her, her glass uh, destroying habit? Maybe we could take that off the budget and go out another night. Yeah, every every month, Holter finally catches on. He's like, babe, uh, what, what are you spending all this money at the glass store for every month? It's all this fucking glass out here in the backyard. I see a $45 at the containment store again. 
<laughs> crate and barrel? Really? <laughs> Could you just come on? Uh, go to the dollar store. Get some glasses, sweetie. They sell Apex. They sell Apex. They get a dog. The dog cuts up its paws in the backyard. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck is going on? Her, yeah, her daughter is going to get all scraped up. Exactly. Well, at first, at first, I thought she was going out there with a gun to practice shooting. Yeah. And then yeah, she two in the morning. <laughs> but she just went in her own backyard at like two in the morning, right? So I was like, that doesn't seem very safe. She's going to wake everybody the fuck up. But even with the hammer, I don't know. Didn't seem right. What's going on? Although I do appreciate the slow mo camera work. Oh yeah, I'll watch glasses being shattered in slow motion all day. <laughs> uh, good times so, um, and then we have yeah then we have a nice creepy scene here with Megan uh, staring out her door like a weird flashback to revisiting her rape yeah when Donnie advanced on her that was kind of a creepy scene yeah, yeah. I thought it was well done and him stepping on the toy and breaking it I was like man he didn't even move after that and they're just using lenses here. They're just using a different color, like a blue tinge lens to yeah. do the past. And they had it all weirdly, like, uh, cinematically tied in with tales or the word tale. Like when she's sitting next to her daughter's bed, sort of thinking, uh, there's a book on the nightstand where the word tale is exposed. And then, like, we see just the, the tail of the horse statue that's also on the nightstand. And then when she flashes back and he steps on the horse, the tail breaks off. I was like, what is this? This is a tale. This is a tall tale. She's experiencing a flashback tale. Is that the white horse? We find out she's a furry, and she has like a butt plug with a tail on it. He does break the white horse. Yeah, he does. He steps on the white horse that's supposed and, to come and, and marks take her the away. white, oh. the knight on the horse. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is that? Do you think he's consciously making that evil of a joke when he's at the table? No, that's just a metaphor. That's just a cinematic metaphor. And I gotta say, I like even like his advancement on the door down the hallway again. This is a nice steady cam that's not like running and, and bouncing all over the place. It's a nice, strong, steady cam, a bit faster than a slow zoom, very ominous, small girl in the towel, and then it shoots to him with the shadows on his face. It's, it's A lot of camera work is done very well. I think you guys are not appreciating it the way that I am, but um, I do think that it's worth appreciating. Okay? I do like the just the tension that's built up by that scenario of her trying to avoid his advances every day and then having to run from the shower to the bedroom to avoid being raped like that's a brutal little journey you have to take and yeah it makes the moment that he slams his fist against the door or his palm against the door uh really terrifying and, and we also get the like we finally get that backstory filled in because we knew that he had obviously done something to her we just didn't know when or how he was apparently a foster kid that their family had taken in and then we also hear from Kyle later when he when he gets picked up by Officer Holter to go have a beer in the middle of the day to talk about what Holter's, you know, he's suspicious that this is the rapist guy and Kyle confirms it. And we hear from Kyle that he, like, wasn't strong enough to beat up Donnie. So he just sort of threw his body in the way to get beat up so they didn't have as much raping energy. Oh, I thought she was lying about that just to make you look better. Yeah, that's brutal, too. Well, because... From Holter's perspective, he's the brother that beat slash hurt his wife and daughter and ruined his, his life. Right. So, yeah, so Holter's been thinking this whole time that maybe Kyle also raped his own sister. <laughs> yeah, we were getting pretty pretty big kick out of uh, out of the beer. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Here's, here's, buys him here's a drink. your poison. And then once Kyle confirms that 
Donnie's the one that abused her. He's like, grabs the beer. <laughs> yeah, drinks like half of it in one go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, big dumb Holter. Yeah, such a so emotional. Poor decision maker. And once he once he finds out that that is in fact the guy, well, it's not very long before he makes another big mistake. <laughs> yeah. This is where the mm-hmm. bad de- this is where the bad decision making started. Ugh. This was uh, accosting Kyle and getting the truth out of him and drinking that beer. He finishes that beer when Kyle's leaving. He throws that whole whole fucking thing back. Oh yeah. So not only now are there witnesses watching a cop on duty get drunk in the middle of the day <laughs> when. <laughs> When Officer Holter pulls Donnie over late at night and just, you know, doesn't even try to hold off, really. Just pulls, you know, gets Donnie to get out of the car, makes him turn around, gets spread eagle, and then just starts beating the shit out of him on camera. And then when he makes the motion to drag him, I was like, well, at least now finally he's dragging him off screen. He doesn't really drag him all the way off screen. Just enough to just see how he gets another brutal beating. Yeah, what happened to Donnie? Is he dead? Right, because because when, I mean, we when we catch up with Holter later when he's in the kitchen washing the blood off his hands, he seems very that you know that sort of psychotic calm where you know you've made a big big mistake, but how big? And they built a lot of good tension going up to that with her going to the hotel to confront him with the gun in her purse. Like you have to fucking go. You mean nothing to me. Get out of here. Get out of here. You're not selling tires. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's threatening people. Her husband. Maybe they are meant to be together. Because really, if you wanted to play like you weren't affected, wouldn't you just be like, oh, you? Yeah, didn't you rape me or something? Yeah, go back to your friends. Thanks. Hope you sell a bunch of tires. Be- Instead of being like showing up with a gun and crying and making exactly. it very apparent that you spent the last decade and a half thinking about this every single day. But he had a tough childhood. I mean... Oh. She really needs to just let it go. Like af- after what she did to him, oh, it is half her fault. By telling on him, he had to go back and to the home. Yeah, yeah. And hey, do you know what you could have done? Record. Do you know what you could have done? You could have put your clothes on after you took a shower in the bathroom. <laughs> okay, sounds to me like <laughs> oh, the worst. Okay, so while that's happening, um. Uh, the Reverend Anderson goes back to speak to the old lady and uh, kind of faces his own his own pride in that moment because she is uh, there's obviously something wrong with her and he's now seeing it during this conversation with her. His favorite sin. She's also got about one, two, six, seven, yeah, maybe seven bottles of pills oh, on the nightstand, next to a picture of what she used to look like. Who does? The old lady. Oh, okay. She is massively drugged up. The new, um, the wrath unseen. Mm-hmm. Do, you, wouldn't it be, it would have been like, this would have been a good idea, right? If we were going to talk about, since they can't, since Reverend Anderson and Kyle can't get into the house to exercise this one. And he puts, you know, he takes that little token that he got and he puts it back on the step like, oh, I prematurely achieved this. I don't deserve it. And puts it back on the steps. Like, wouldn't you instead have been like, Kyle, Kyle, I know, I know it sounds crazy, but just take this in the bathroom and come all over it. <laughs> and we're going to let it dry and we're going to we're going to give it to the daughter to give to the mother. Like a little like, you know, exorcism bomb. That's vile. We're going to get called out for that one. Or blood. Or right, here just cut yourself and bleed all over this. There you go. But also come on. <laughs> <laughs> vile. Vile again. Hashtag #vile. You know uh, that hashtag #vile come. The blood and come on the front. I want you to do that with this little ornament. Yeah, cuz you need 
if it's blood, then the, the daughter's going to catch on. Right. Okay. All right. Let's go out. Let's, no, let's go out to the woods. <laughs> Giles, he's taking a piss. Well, this and, is where you find out that the chief is. Well, we assume he's peeing. Um, well, <laughs> so when you yeah. see someone who's going to start to burn what could be more evidence, would you stop them? He was. Or was, are you like, no, I'll let him burn it. We'll send all this stuff off and, and then I'll catch him later. Look, he's He's close to this cracker. And he's out there doing a stakeout to see, after giving him the watch, what he was going to do to see if he was connected to it. If he never came out here, then there's a chance that his friend is not connected. And now he sees that he is very much connected and it's time. And then, oop, hunting accident. Yeah, it's time to follow the evidence. Hopefully the guy that has never collected evidence before has collected evidence properly. Yeah, Mr. CSI needs to have done a good job. Oh, we can't trust it. You, you know he didn't even put gloves on when he was out there. He was just ham-handing evidence. Well, now the chief has witnessed him burning that thing, so that's pretty damning. So anything that he does find with the evidence he did collect will be magnified by the fact that he's tried to cover it up. It's like, Holter, did you put all the evidence into the same bag? <laughs> Are these McDonald's wrappers? <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, what the fuck? <laughs> Walter? Lab says it's all contaminated, sir. They got nothing. <laughs> I gotta watch my friend all the time. <laughs> and Holter's in jail for beating a man half to death. Or to death. We won't know until next time. We don't know. And yeah, I do like your comment. I didn't really pick up on that. I like your comment that he put the token back down on the front steps, returning it because he hadn't exercised the demon. I never thought about it that way. I thought it was put there to bother her. I think that as well, yeah. In some fashion. Because she's oh. watching from the window and he's like sending a message by putting it back. I think it is more so the other though. Less to disturb her and more like a, I'll take this back mm -hmm. after we get that. I'll, leave, I'll be back to re-earn this. Yeah. He's stealing it though. Like all those little tokens are things he's stolen are they or were they? I thought, I thought they were given to him. He said they were given to him after he's done helping them. Did or, he say that? Yeah. Quote unquote given to him. Yeah. 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 They're lying on the bed all exercised. And he's like gasping for neat. air. And he's like, you mind if I take this? Yeah. Eh, I'll while, take it. While you guys are paying me. Here, I'll just, he just grabs the nicest looking thing that's close to him. <laughs> They're all like kids toys and stuff. I usually go for the kids Staffordshire toys. figures. Baseballs. And yeah, so also with the beating, um, it's caught on camera. Big time. Police yeah. cam. Yeah. That's not how you do that at all. What you do is you like, you, you like mock an arrest, you know, get him out of the car. You make sure the camera only sees you like having a little bit of like you act really offended because the camera's not really picking up audio. So all you have to do is just like get really wild and erratic and make it seem like you're being, you know, instigated by the perp and then you start to arrest him a little bit and then you make it seem like he's running away by pushing him out in front of you and then off camera and then you beat the shit out of him what the hell he took like four big swings with his uh his meaty fists his, his stick. stick he used his stick he used his stick yeah. and his fist do you think he raped him <laughs> huh this is what's like do my wife this is what you like want to do to my wife motherfucker Squeal! Squeal! With the nice, with the nice stick. Sir, um, we found your baton embedded to the hilt. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to talk about this? Uh, Do you want to say anything? <laughs> I want a lawyer. Doctors say he'll survive, but it has to stay in there. 
Mm. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> vile. That's vile. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, she confronts him, and he's hiding his fists underneath the dish towels, and how was your day? Usual. usual. How was your day? Usual. They both had a pretty usual day. Pretty usual. It is kind of usual for them nowadays, though. I suppose. And then she goes out and breaks some glasses, and that's yeah, that's what we got. Is the Holter's daughter going to get possessed? Well, I think that uh, when she's out in the backyard and steps on the glass, that might be the entry point for the demon. Are you making a prediction, Father Daniel? No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would like to make a prediction. Just musing. I predict that the Holter's daughter is going to get possessed. Yeah, it's going to probably have to happen. Oh, yeah. Mark is going to have to watch him beat the shit out of their daughter. Yep. Her life. She is lippy. Yeah. Oh, she is prime candidate. Oh, she's got a lot of pride. He's sasser. Yeah, it's going to come to that. Holter's going to be like crying on his knees, grabbing the lapels of Kyle's priest jacket. And be like, just fucking hit her. Just hit her. Just bleed in her mouth, Kyle. Bleed in her mouth. Oh, just, just come on her. <laughs> Okay. Vile. <laughs> Vile. I'm going to make another prediction. Sydney mm-hmm. is trying to recruit Kyle Barn. He is going to be both the mentor character and also the dubious um, has a second agenda character. Because we earlier on this podcast, we predicted that there would be a mentor character that would step in and educate him more on this war with the possession. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's going to be him, but he's going to sell himself as a good guy to Kyle, and it's actually going to be him trying to turn him to the dark side, almost like he's the emperor. I think if that happens, it'll probably be in season two. That's fine. This is a prediction mm-hmm. for what's going to happen in the future. I didn't specify... what. Alter boy, just saying things. Yeah, that's the problem. Opening my mouth to the Lord. To receive what? the Lord. To receive the Lord. Vile. Blasphemy. <laughs> ha- hashtag blasphemous. Hashtag vile. Hashtag unlistenable blasphemy. All right. Do, uh, do any of you else have anything else to say, or are we done here? I think we've wrapped this up. Okay, uh... We're going to come in for a prayer. Uh, I usually lead the prayer tonight. Um, Daniel, Father Daniel's going to lead the prayer tonight. Oh. oh. <clears throat> Lord, we keep our mouths agape in preparation for episode five of Outcast. Uh, may the Holters receive some sort of justice. May Reverend Anderson re-earn his unearned token. And may Sidney prove to be a more complex character than he has been up until now. Also, please let us see Kyle Barnes beat the shit out of more invalid people for the altar boy. It's all he requests, and he takes so much, so, so much egregious damage. Amen. 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 So, <sighs> sadsackstudios.com. Sadsackstudios.com. Go there. It branches to everything that we do. We don't really even need to mention anything else. Other than that's where you can find more episodes of this and all of our shows. If you'd like to reach out, talk to Nathan, Father Nathan. You can reach him at T Park Podcast 
Uh, you can reach out to Alter Boy at the Intern TPP and myself, Father Daniel, at 100 Lunatics. Nathan, I the believe you have something for us. The Exercast, uh, an after show show about Outcast. See you next time. Oh, how you talk about the game. Remember when we walked in the rain? You know, I am nobody's girl. I just wasn't made for no diamonds or Oh, with my blood shine.